Good morning, Mike Broomhead. Uh, Welcome good. back yeah, to the was, studio. That was so much fun. I can't wait for Friday. It was a it was a blast. And good You're morning. You're going back, right? Yeah, we're going back Friday morning for the last day uh, for Radio Row, at least for us during the week. During, and I can't wait. It was so much fun. Are you going to get out to the open as well? That's always so much fun, whether you golf or not. You know, I'm not. I, my mother's in town, and so I don't want to make her walk all that distance on the golf course. Oh, okay. Or else we would be going. But I, I would love for her to see it. But it's just so much walking and such big it crowds. Yeah. So we're going to watch it from the from the house. Okay, there so, you go. Yep. Thanks, Jamie. Um, good morning, everyone. Big guest list today. Uh, speaking of the Super Bowl, coming up at 835, Sal Palantonio, ESPN national correspondent, has been covering the Eagles for decades. It should be a fun conversation with him to find out a little preview of the Eagles side of things, but also a Super Bowl perspective from someone who has covered so many of them. Uh, so that'll be an interesting thing that comes up at 835. Just after 9 o'clock, we are scheduled to speak with the Director of Research at the Kyle Center for Water Policy, and at 935, I told you a story here, I believe it was on Monday, we were talking about the Buckeye uh, Elementary School District and test score improvements that they've had in that district. We have got their Director of, Inst- of Curriculum and Instruction Assessment, and we'll talk about the improvement in Buckeye, so some good news from schools. That's all coming up on the show this morning. Of course, no way I could start off the show without a little bit of the State of the Union address yesterday as uh, President Biden tells us the State of our Union is strong. He highlighted a lot of things that I told you, and I, I expected he would do it, and that's what he should do as the president, is highlight what are the good things in his administration. Here's a little bit of what he said was a good thing. I stand here tonight after we've created, with the help of many people in this room, 12 million new jobs, more jobs created in two years than any president's created in four years because of you all, because of the American people. So the job creation was terrific, said inflation is falling. But now I want you to hear him talk about taxes and deficits. Instead of cutting the number of audits for wealthy taxpayers, I just signed a law to reduce the deficit by $114 billion by cracking down on wealthy tax cheats. That's being fiscally responsible. Didn't he also say in this that he was going to go after people in the service industry? Did I miss that? Or was that something he talked about where it was going to be, uh, you know, people in the service industry and the tips they're making? Um, The thousands of new IRS workers, many of them are going to be enforcement agents. The videos we've seen, I am telling you, this is a bad thing for many people, but I think it might be a turning point and a good thing for the country. And I'll explain why. Um, it's largely a rich-poor conversation, which it should never be. It is largely a conversation about rich people not paying their fair share. I want to remind you of something I remind every time I talk about this. Every time you see the president talk about how horrible the tax code is, and when he says tax cheats, they normally don't call them cheaters because generally speaking, when wealthy corporations or wealthy individuals pay almost nothing in taxes, they're doing it legally. They're doing it in a way that is within the boundaries of the law. So this is what the tax code provides. So when you hear people on the the politically on the left, normally it's on the left, that talk about tax cheats and the Republicans trying to hide for their corporate buddies and all this other stuff, I will tell you that there are very, very wealthy, very, very liberal Democrats that benefit from the same tax code, which is why you don't see it changed. The other part of this that I find very hilarious is the man who spent the better part of 50 years writing, tweaking, and rewriting the tax codes in his time as a United States senator, much of it as one of the leaders of the Senate because he was the elder statesman. 
is now complaining about the tax code that he spent his career writing. <clears throat> and then they just go along with it and clap along. It's just surprising to me. Um, he he talked about – now, this is, this is just a mischaracterization. I know they say – I mean, I'm trying to be nice. I, uh, this is a lie. What he says here is an absolute lie. That means Congress doesn't vote. Well, I'm glad to see you. No, I tell you, I'm, I enjoy conversion. You know, it means if, if Congress doesn't keep the programs the way they are, they go away. Other Republicans say, I'm not saying it's a majority of you. I don't even think it's even a significant but it's being proposed by individuals. They say they want to sunset Medicare and Medicaid and Social Security. That's not what's happened at all. That is a mischaracterization of any of it. As a matter of fact, one of the proposals that is out there says that you should have an option when you enter the workforce as a young person. Do you want to enter into the Social Security system where you are paying into the system? Or would you rather enter into a, some other thing like a retirement account where you invest instead of investing it in the federal government, you're investing it into the stock market and you let your wealth grow that way. It's mandatory. It's required that you put your money in is tax deducted. Or I shouldn't say tax deducted, but deducted from your paycheck each week. It's not an option. You choose a path. And the reason why the government freaks out about this is the Ponzi scheme of Social Security. We need to keep Social Security. For everybody out there we've made promises to, we have to fulfill our promise. There's no doubt, and I don't know of one Republican or Democrat or Independent or Libertarian that is saying, Otherwise, so it was a complete um, mischaracterization. He talked about uh, fees of, of, of ending fees that companies charge for things. When a company overcharges you and gets away with it, not anymore. We've written a bill to stop it all. It's called the Junk Fee Prevention Act. We're going to ban surprise resort fees that hotels charge on your bill. Those fees can cost you up to $90 a night at hotels that aren't even resorts. So this is for for everybody that uh, gets terrified when someone uses the word socialism. This is that direction, meaning that this is the government saying we have got to stand in the gap and protect you. Businesses are mean. Businesses are evil. Businesses are unfair. So we are going to do this and we're going to do this and we're going to do this. He talked about taxes and billionaires again in this. You know, there's a thousand billionaires in America. It's up from about 600 in the beginning of term. But no billionaire should be paying a lower tax rate than a school teacher or firefighter. Then rewrite the tax code. That, again, to me, is such an interesting point of view. When you wrote the tax code for all of your career, you helped write that tax code. Changes in taxes happened over decades in this country to get us to where we are. One thing we may agree on, I may agree on with the president, is that the tax code in America is unfair. He sees it in a different way unfair, but it certainly is hard to navigate. You know, again, I'm somebody I have one job. Um, And I don't own much. I'm not a corporation. I'm not a major corporation. I have an LLC, and it's very small. And I have to have accountants do my taxes. An average person, like most of the people that are listening, should be able to sit down and do their own taxes. And they can't. And there are deductions that are available. And I guarantee you... That even the wealthier people that are screaming about how unfair it is for the rich people to pay as little as they pay, 
have accountants that do their taxes. I guarantee you that the movie stars and and uh, and and singers and actors and actresses and the people out there that make a living in the entertainment world, I guarantee you they have accountants that set up corporations that hide their money from the government. Not illegally. They put it in places to make the tax burden smaller. Every one of them does it. And it's legal. It's what everybody else does, which is I want to pay my taxes, but I want to pay as little as I have to pay. It's fascinating to me. Um, He also talked about um, oil and gas and the CEOs. And when I talked to a couple of them, they say we're afraid you're going to shut down all the oil wells and all the uh, oil refineries anyway. So why should we invest in them? I said, we're going to need oil for at least another decade. (laughs) And that's going to exceed... And beyond that, we're going to need it. Production. If they had, in fact, invested in the production to keep the gas prices down, instead, they used the record profits to buy back their own stock, rewarding the CEOs and shareholders. Corporations ought to it's, do the right thing. It is a prime example of someone who has never worked in the real world. The idea that we're going to need oil for another 10 years, that's where the laughter came from. Not that that people believe he's not trying to do it, but he believes that that's where the reinvestment should be because of 10 years. I, I want you to think about it. If you're anywhere near my age and I'm 55 years old, how fast 10 years goes for you now. I want you to think about 10 years ago. It feels like yesterday. And in the real world, it's not a very long time. Not a very long time at all. So we got more as the morning goes on. He said a lot of things that you need to hear, and we're going to get kind of a general overview coming up. But in a moment, I am so excited about this interview. Sal Palantonio, ESPN national correspondent, and has been covering the Philadelphia Eagles for decades. We're going to talk to Sal Pal coming up here in just a couple of moments. Values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks so much for being here yesterday. My first time over at Media Row for the Super Bowl. I've never attended a Super Bowl, and it was my first experience in the media at being part of a Super Bowl in any capacity. Uh, so I thought we'd bring in someone who has a little bit more experience than I do. I uh, had the pleasure yesterday, uh, Julia did, of meeting Sal Palantonio, um, and he joins us now. Sal, thank you so much for your time this morning. You got an intrepid producer there in Julia. Nice job by her. <laughs> yeah, she is track, something else. Track, track, track me down, man. Track <laughs> me down. I liked it. That's why I, and that's, and I got to tell you, that is the only reason why I'm on your show today. I wanted to honor her. Uh, industrial industriousness that was very nice that, that absolutely and she is she is the best she's very young she's a graduate of uh of the Cronkite School of Journalism she majored in wow. sports she majored in sports journalism wow. and was a huge fan of yours when she saw you across the room she went and said hello and I'm so thankful to have her well I could have never gotten into the Cronkite School of Journalism <laughs> when I was going in high school I was a C minus student so hey more, uh, more power to her. She's great. What do you got on your mind today? This morning, I, w- I would What's like to on? know. I would like to know uh, from your perspective. Twenty seventh Super Bowl. How has it changed in the years you've been covering the Super Bowl? How different is it now than when you first started? Well, um, I'm not going to correct you. I'm just going to tell you what the facts are. This is my thirtieth Super Bowl. Oh my Bowl, gosh! And at twenty eight with ESPN, two with the Philadelphia Inquirer. I think the number one thing uh, in how it has changed is social media and gambling. Actually, two things. 
you know, social media and gambling has transformed the sport, sports world, but particularly the NFL, uh, astronomically, just in the last five years. Uh, I can just tell you my experience with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, covered them in Super Bowl 52, now covering them in Super Bowl 57. The fan base is younger. The fan base is more energetic. The fan base is more engaged. The fan base is definitely more willing to plop down their hard-earned dollars to support the team. And uh, I, I am truly, you know, because I've been around professional sports for three decades this is the most exciting time in the history of the NFL, uh, and I'm really, I'm really honored to be part of it. I got to tell you, a lot is said of Philadelphia fans. Some of it good, some of it not so good. What is this fan base? How do they feel about this team <laughs> compared to other Philadelphia Eagles teams? Hey, listen, we call it the city of brotherly shove, and we don't, <laughs> we don't call, we don't call it that for, for, uh, for no reason. Uh, but, you know, Philly fans are super passionate. I think they're the best fans in the world uh, for a very specific reason. you got to remember, the Phillies had 10,000 losses. Philadelphia Phillies baseball team, Major League Baseball team, had 10,000 losses in the 20th century. That's the most of any pro sports franchise in North American history. And yet, and yet, the fans came back every year supported the team with their money, their heart, and their soul. And it's not sports. It's a way of life in Philadelphia. And I love the passion. It has kept uh, me energized through my career. It certainly engaged my family, my friends, everybody around uh, my home. I grew up in New York, but my wife and I raised our children in the Philadelphia suburbs, and we're happy that we did it. Um, my mailman, the guy who cuts my lawn, the guy who cuts my hair, they're all Eagles fans. They're all totally engaged 24-7, and I love it. It energizes me and my job. It makes me want to do my job better, and, you know, that's that's really important when you've got gray hair and you're 67 years old and you don't know how long you're going to last. <laughs> well, well, I think you're going to be in this as long as you want to be. Uh, you are truly... Ah, that's you, nice of you to say. I think so. I mean, I, you are you are someone you're... Anybody that's a sports fan knows who you are. Um, they love hearing you. You've done such a great job at ESPN over the years. Uh, I want to ask about Jalen Hurts because there has been such a so much commentary about his improvement and how he has dramatically changed as a quarterback. Uh, What's the what's the ceiling for this guy? I mean, is he is he reached his potential, or is there more from him? Do you think? I'm glad you asked that question. That's a great question. You know, there's definitely more from him, without a doubt. He's only 24 years old. He's only uh, really reached the Super Bowl as a full time starter in a second. He was a full time starter, but you can see the way he has improved and the way he plays. What I would like to tell you is what I see behind the scenes. You know, I was a military officer. I was a surface warfare officer in the Navy in my previous life. And I was around a lot of young military officers. Jalen Hurts could be a young military officer. He has the bearing. He has the confidence. He has the leadership qualities. He has the, the, the selflessness and the teamwork that, that qualities that are innate in a leader self-sacrifice for the mission, so important uh, in anybody, in any walk of life, but especially in professional team sports. And there's no team sport greater 
than the NFL. And, and I just think that he is a magnificent young leader of men. And he is going to be around a long, long time. And I, I, I hope I get to cover him. Yeah, that's uh, he is he is something else. I was reading in your bio that you uh, you received the United Nations Meritorious Service Medal in 1981. So I wanted to say before we close it out, I wanted to say thank you for your service. Um, and before I let you go, last question, selfishly, uh, compared to other cities that host the Super Bowl, how do we rank? How do, how are we doing in Arizona at hosting the Super Bowl? Hey man, this is awesome. This place. Uh, my wife and I, and I brought our children here. 25 years ago for the first time we went up to the Grand Canyon we went to Sedona we fell in love with it uh, I, I, I've always loved coming here and the operation is first class the Arizona Cardinals uh, do a great job soup to nuts stem to stern in hosting uh, the Philadelphia Eagles and the NFC uh, we're down at uh, Sheridan Wild Horse Pass Every day, those folks there are magnificent. The team hotel for ESPN is in Scottsdale. I love Scottsdale. Can't say enough good things about it. <laughs> I don't know how you guys are going to do it with this golf tournament no. and the Super Bowl on the same weekend. That, that, I wouldn't want to be in the planning office of the city of Phoenix that, uh, you know, the last couple of months because that must have been an amazing job that they had to put together. It is. I've been here for 28 years, and I love it in Arizona. Uh, Sal, I can't thank you enough. Uh, sincerely, I know you were getting pulled in 85 different directions. I appreciate the time today. Uh, you've been very gracious, and it's been great to talk to you. Listen, it was my honor, and anytime call on me, love talking to you guys. And, you know, again, we just love the hospitality we have received here. We couldn't be happier. Thank you so much, sir. All right, that is Sal Palantonio. Great, uh, I mean, a legendary broadcaster. That word's not thrown around uh, a lot on this show, but he is someone that is legendary in sports broadcasting. Great talking with him. Gatos joins me in a moment. It's our Big Q poll question of the day. The Gatos Big Q poll question, brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Hey, good morning, Gatos. I'm ready to scale a building in downtown Phoenix today. How, you know, how dumb was that? I I had it confused. I originally heard that this was a guy that was... Hey, is this my oh. partner? <laughs> is this my partner? What is he doing here? See what happens now, Gatos. Look who's in the studio with me. Hey, you're not supposed to go on with anybody else but me, Chad. What are you doing? Uh, well, I was just, I was having, we were talking about going out today. That was it. We're talking about going out there. We were getting tips. You know, they said there's snacks. That's all I was doing, man. Oh, yep. That is awesome. That is, you know, it's and, always fun when we invade the Mike Broomhead show and we don't let him talk, Chad. Like, this is his, you know, this is his show. If we could do this whole segment without him talking, the ratings would go crazy. Oh, they'd go crazy, all right. <laughs> and the the good thing about the being there this today when you're there this afternoon you're going to find out that our table where we are is the closest yeah. table to the snacks. Oh, that in the whole room. Oh. In the whole room. We're the closest yeah. to the snacks. So, so Chad is not going to be at the table with me doing the show. I'm going to be broadcasting <laughs> live from the snack area. All right, listen, I have I have less than a minute. What's the question? Oh, I don't know. Let me see. Oh, I got it. I got it. This is a good one. Uh, what's the uh, what's the best part of having the Super Bowl in Arizona? Uh, a, the Super Bowl experience downtown, where we're going to be today at 2. Uh, B, celebrities everywhere. C, the economic boost that gives our state. Or D, uh, the chance to actually see a good team play at State Farm State. Oh, oh. 
<laughs> that was that was terrific. Uh, I'm going to go with the I'm going to go with the economic windfall myself. Yeah, I go with D. Not me. I'll go with. Yeah, I'm with D. It'll be great to see a team that can actually throw the football Listen, forward. Gatos, you and I are season ticket holders. We get to see at least one good team play there every week. It's just not our team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's a difference between me and you. I'm not a season ticket holder anymore. Oh, yeah. Screw that. <laughs> Gatos, I appreciate it and have fun today. All right, Chad, I'll see you in a few. Later, brother. All right, the Big Q poll question today brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. We'll be back. Stick around.